I got my boy, Khalil Carter here, a.k.a. President Carter, a.k.a. <laughs> President Carter, a.k.a. Senator Carter, <laughs> Designer Carter. Too many aliases to name, man. How you feeling, man? Too many. I'm good, man. How about you, sir? I'm doing good, man. We're going we're gonna to start off, you know, talking about your upbringing, man. Just tell everybody where you're from, man, and a little bit about you to get things kicked off. Well, I'm born and raised in South Carolina. Okay. Rocky, to be exact. Um, a lot of people didn't think I was from here due to the slang and I guess the way I appeal to some people, but I mean. You give off, you don't give off a Rocky vibe. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Right. I'm from, I'm from Rocky. And and this is hard to say, but it's, it's kind of like you give off a more like somebody that may have been born in Rocky, but you went off somewhere else and got your, your aura and yeah. came back. That's right. what it looked like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know. I guess because my influence was always outside of the community that I was in. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know. I was raised in pretty much three different areas. I mean, I went from the country to the hood, out of the hood to the suburbs, country again. But it's like I didn't have a chance to see all of it. Right, right, right. So I'm a pretty broad person at the end of the day. I mean, but. It's just like anybody else's Rocky. It was Rocky. You know, ain't that much to get into. Right, man. So, I, so I'm going to ask you, man. So how did you first get interested in the fashion industry and, you know, wanting to do something outside of the norm? Because usually, you know, most people are young boys. They either want to be in the streets, you know, or right. they want to be a rapper. Right. Or, you know, they want to be a DJ, something like that, you know. What made you want to get into fashion? Well, like you said, a lot of young boys, they want to be in the streets. Or either they turn to music. And to be honest, Music was my first thing. Like, that's all I wanted to do was rap, mm -hmm. rap, 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 rap. And I mean, of course, I was playing sports. You know what I'm saying? Growing up in Rocky, right. you're going to do that regardless. But at the same time, as far as fashion, it was like, it was always something I was interested in, but I overlooked it because I was really, I was a young kid, but I was always focused on money. Like, right. I always knew I wanted to make a lot of money that's right. and be a wealthy person. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for me to find the passion, it was really difficult due to the fact I just kept overlooking so much stuff because I didn't feel like it was lucrative. So once I kind of like sat back, I'm like, dang, I get through high school. I'm like, all right, I think I want to do this. I think I want to do that because I was going to do software programming. And it was like, all right, yeah, you good with computers, but do you want to do that for the rest of your life? You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, nah. Be in a cubicle. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, nah, I'm going to just see if, I'm going to just see, I'm going to open my eyes and see if I'm a, if something can really come to me as far as me being passionate and wanting to do it every day. Mm -hmm. And so one day, I mean, I was just sitting, I'm like, all right, either it's going to be music or I'm going to have a six-figure job or something. Like, like I said, I knew it was going to make me money. But um, the way that it came about, it was like, I finally just realized, like, all this time, had I just looked elsewhere instead of focusing so much on money. And I mean, numerous people tried to tell me, don't focus on the money, don't focus on the money, don't focus on the money. Mm -hmm. and I mean, it was already stuck in my head, though, because you know what I'm saying? I had a lifestyle desire that I want from an early age. Like, I already knew what I wanted, everything that I want planned out and everything. But, like I said, it was just that money aspect holding me back from seeing my passion. But fashion has always been a part of me. Like, ever since I was from a toddler to now. I mean, my mama used to dress me, of course. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because all the stuff that I wear now, and she used to put me in it when I was young, I used to hate it. It's crazy, man. I used to hate but it. But they know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like polo and all that other Sperry's and stuff. I used to hate all that stuff, man. Like, 
I could not get into it. I mean, you know how 06 swag was. Yes. <laughs> Long shirts. For real. Big jeans, all that. Like, I couldn't stand it. So, once I got over it was just like, all right, now I'm starting to gradually see, like, what it is that I can do every day or what I like to do every day. And I love to dress. I've always loved to dress. I always like to look good. So, it was like, it's got to be fashion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway else around that, I can't really see anything that I can do as far as the longevity of it. It's great. Other than music, it's fashion. Like, that's it. I feel you. So what do you feel like you got your sense of style from? Because a lot of people say, oh, you know, my mom and dad dressed me when I was younger. Or, right. you know, some people get their style, sense of fashion from people in the entertainment industry. They're like, oh, this rapper, he wear this, this, and this, and it look good, so right. I'm going to try that. Right. Or some people, they like to dress off the mannequin, you know what I'm saying, which I hate. Right. You know, people pair of shoes come out, and they got the shirt to go with it in Foot Locker. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. So... Where you feel like you got your own sense of style from how you dress and carry yourself? My sense of style, um, to be honest, like I said, music was first. So I was always, whatever Lil Wayne did when I was little, <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, Real, bait. Exactly. So anything that I looked at at that time, it was just like whatever I was seeing, like you said, celebrities wear. But over time, it was kind of like, it's weird because I kind of knew a year or years before what I would be wearing. Like, in high school, I knew I would be wearing this before I got even to ninth grade. You know what I'm saying? Man. So it's like, in middle school, you know, Kanye, all that popular stuff as far as, like, scarves and wallet chains and stuff like that, that really had a heavy influence on me as a kid. But like I said, as I got older, it was like, all right, well, I know what I want to wear. I wanted to always be able to level up in dressing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can go from urban to high-end urban or lower class to high class and I say that because all right we can put I'll give you an example we can put somebody like Lil Wayne and Kanye beside each other in the same period let's say 2006-2007 back in that time of course both of them are fresh and they appeal to look nice but one has a higher class than the other due to how it's presented mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so I always knew I wanted to either present myself classier the next year or just overall look as classy as possible. So that came from, like I said, the uh, urban and looking at other celebrities. I mean, over time, it was just like I kind of built my own, kind of like I built my own style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so do you feel like any sense of pressure, just the fact that you're a designer, you have to look a certain way all the time? Cause people gonna be looking at you like, all right, this nigga designing clothes, he can't even dress. Like, what the right. fuck? You know what I'm saying? Right. That's funny you ask that. Cause I think about that sometimes. <laughs> like, for real. And it's like, <laughs> I guess it's not really a pressure. Cause, to be honest, and it's not to sound arrogant or anything, people have always known me for dressing. Like, that's basically what I'm known for. Right. So it was like, well, I don't really got that big of a pressure. Cause everybody already knows. So when they see me chill, it's kind of like, oh. So you got that on? Yeah, like, like for real, you got on house shoes. Like, what the fuck wrong with you? Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, I probably, bro, to be honest with you, I wore balling shorts probably twice my high school years, like, throughout all four years. Man, because you always <laughs> dressed up every morning. Always, always. I mean, and it wasn't even, it wasn't for everybody. Like, I just, like I said, I just like to look nice. Like, I always wanted to be the freshest person or the cleanest person when I appear. So when you see me, you understand, like, all right. This is Khalil. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, so it resulted in that way. But that's what most people know me for anyway. Yeah. So, so we're going to get into a, a fun fact right now. All right. It's kind of deflect. Um, 
we had a conversation of a few weeks back and you was telling me that um, you can never find anything to keep your attention in school. Could you explain that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Uh, school and as far as academics, like, I don't know. School is just so boring to me. Like, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, and it ain't even, like, I did like some stuff in school because mm-hmm. I used to be a huge reader, a huge reader. Like, but now it's like you got to force me to read something that, y'all, that I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But school, I just, I don't know. It just never grasped my attention like everything else. It was like. So you're never that person that said, I'm going to go and get this degree and then I'm going to go get this degree. Like, nah. I, I just don't want to be a career student. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want right. to be doing something that I like to do. Right. Every single day. So when I wake up to do it, I love it. Like this right here. Like I love doing this. You right. know what I'm saying? So. I don't need to go and get a PhD to, you know, record yeah, myself. You know, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't I just don't I just don't see, you know, you know, the meaning behind it. But I am an advocate for education. Right. I, you know, I do believe that, you know, going to school, bettering yourself in that way can serve because a lot of people just need that time to grow mm-hmm. in other areas of their life. Right. But I just don't think the way that the stock that, you know, our society puts on it is like it makes you forget about your actual dreams and what you actually want to do. You know, some of the stuff you can't learn in the class. Right, right. I definitely agree. I mean, I feel like it's all a part of a system and the way social media has transpired to make people think like, all right, at a time before social media got big, it was like everybody wanted to find a job. Everybody wanted a degree or they want a career. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you got people, a lot of those people that want that career, that job, they don't have the work ethic nor the intelligence to even accomplish the degree that they like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was always like, if I do go to school, it's only because I'm going to have to go to school due to sports. You know what I'm saying? Or I might go for money management or business or something like that. It was always, like I said, my focus was so much on money. It was whatever I go to school for, it's got to make a lot of money. It's got yeah. to. Because it was just this lifestyle that I had as a young age. Like I said, I desired it from so early on. It was like, that's the only way I see my future. So whatever I would have done in school or do in school now is going to correlate to business or something I can apply now instead of waiting 10 or 5, 10 years down the line to actually totally try to agree, apply man. it. So. I totally agree with that, man. I just, I just feel like... A lot of people go to school based based on you know their families told them to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the big thing. Oh, you, you need to go to college. You need to go to college, and it's, you know it's just like, what do you want to do? You know, because yeah. you could easily just go get a fashion merchandising degree. Yeah, work at Kohl's. <laughs> right. You know, you know what I'm saying? saying? But it's just like it would be like a you know brand manager or something. But like, exactly. I don't want to be a buyer. Like you know, I, you know. Right. So it's just like you got to find your, your own niche. You know, I want my stuff to be in the stores. I want you to endorse my products. Exactly. You know. And the thing about that is funny because, like you said, you can easily go to school and whatnot and get a degree. My grandfather, that's one of my biggest influences too. But my grandfather, his upbringing was totally different than mine. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he done went to jail, been to jail, then all of that. But at the same time, now, he done, he done owned a construction company over 25 years. Mm. He didn't go to school. <laughs> you know it's crazy. he didn't go to school so I mean he got kicked out well he dropped out early or whatever because of my parents and my uncles and whatnot. but at the same time it's like you got me sitting here alright my mom scholar my grandmother scholar my uncles my aunts they were good in school also but it's like alright 
my grandfather didn't go to school. You know what I'm saying? Not that I'm saying I shouldn't have to, but it's like if he can do it, there's definitely an alternative. Right? There's a, yeah. there's definitely an alternative. And like I said, over 25 years, I mean that's longer than I've been here, and that's suffice my whole family for I don't know how long. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like with that inspiration and that type of motivation over your head, it's like there's really nothing I'm limited to doing. I feel you, man. So who are some people in the fashion industry that you look up to? As far as, you know, how they dress or clothes they might have out, lines, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. <laughs> hey, I ain't going to lie to you. I, mean, like, I had a stage in my life where I was just so set on Ralph. I used to call myself a Ralph Lord. And it actually carried throughout the city. Like, people started noticing me and recognizing me for that. And I'm like, hey, to me, it was just a joke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But since from the... From eighth grade year to ninth grade year, and that's when I started taking it serious. I had a whole clique surfaced upon just wearing Ralph Lauren and being classy. Like, and Man. it actually stuck. It was funny. But I can say Ralph Lauren, Mason Valentino, um, Heidi Slimane, that's the creator. He was the creative director of YSL or St. Laurent Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I mean, those are my main ones that I can give you off top. Ralph, like I said, especially. That's, it ain't Ralph, though. Yeah. If it, <laughs> if it wasn't Ralph at that time, man, I'm trying to tell you. But, yeah, Ralph, Mason, Valentino. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Heidi Slimane. Heidi was really like, they say he like the Steve Jobs of fashion. So, yeah, I'm big on people that innovate. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody could easily just come out and do something that everybody was doing. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? I think I, I feel like that's that's what where we live in. It's real fast. Everybody wants it real fast. Right. Instead of actually just taking the time to design and develop something exactly. that can carry on years and years to come. Yeah. They rather just put out something quick that right. they that would catch for now, but then it just fade. You know. Right. Right. And that's I think that's one of the big keys too, like longevity. I mean, anything that you do in fashion, it's not guaranteed to last a year or two. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not. It's not guaranteed to last five months. So. Within that creative process, you have to also understand whatever you create or whatever you design has to have longevity to come along with it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. if not... Gems. <laughs> I mean, because if not, like, like people say, you here today and you're going tomorrow. Like, if you can find something that can stand a lot longer than you, I mean, because like I say, here today, going tomorrow. I might not be here tomorrow, but if I create something that will be, then I'm going to be here forever. In the souls and the minds of people so in reality i'm still here you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that's really what it's all about that longevity and like you said taking that creative process seriously and actually sitting down and trying to develop something instead of just trying to put something out just because just to say you've done it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that's Man. what a lot of people don't understand how do you feel about um a lot of people taking a certain style and just running with it. For example, I went to the mall the other day mm-hmm. and I looked around at what people was wearing because that's how, that's how you get a lot of inspiration when you're not even looking for it. Right. You look around, okay, he's wearing this. Okay, I like that. Right. You kind of pull from it. Not that you're jocking it, but just like, okay, down the line, if I see that, and I might snag one of them or I might, you know what I'm saying? Right. See what people going, see what's going on out here. Might go in a shoe store, do the same thing. But when I look around at the demographic, Everybody looked the same. Right. Out of every thousand nine hundred ninety of them wearing the same exact outfit, <laughs> it might be a different color yeah. or a different size. I'm like, 
Y'all have no sense of originality. Right. How, how much stock does that carry with you? Originality plays a huge part for me. Like, like I said, I'm big on people that innovate, and I've always so-called been an innovator. Like, not to say that that's something I gave myself or a title I gave myself, but that's what people tell me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, innovation for me, I feel like without originality or innovation at all, there's really no growth or no progress as to how far you can go. Because if everybody continues to do the same thing, how we as people supposed to grow or even evolve? You know what I'm saying? Right. If that's the case, Earth itself, if there was no, if there was no different bacteria or different things within our ecosystem that evolved and created something new, a lot of the stuff that we got now wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it's the same thing with fashion. If either you're going to innovate or you're going to copy. And if you copy, people are going to pick up on it quick. Like you said, those mm-hmm. people that you've seen, the demographic is all the same. All the same. But innovation for me plays the biggest part as far as my brand is because I wanted to, I wanted people to understand, like, just because you dress an urban way doesn't mean you can't also be high class. Or just because you dress high class or consider yourself high class doesn't mean you can't dress urban. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my job is to collaborate the two and bring the styles together. And that's really from, that's deriving from the style that I had of my own back in high school mm-hmm. or back in middle school. So like I said, I could wear, you can see me with a polo on, but you'll see me with some distressed denim and some Tim's under it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I like to put both together. And like I said, for me, innovation is the biggest thing. If you only got originality, then... I, I advise you to quit, to be honest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're a designer, so I have a lot of stuff to ask. Uh, how do you feel about the whole fitted versus baggy movement? Fitted versus baggy? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think, I don't think anything is wrong with fitted. And I don't think anything is necessarily wrong with baggy. But as far as sporting it, or in other words, presenting it the way you style it, that's what is going. That's what's going to matter at the end of the day. Because someone that wears fitted clothing, they might be considered gay or considered whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just because the appeal of how they're wearing their clothes. Right. But at the same time, people got to also understand like, all right, there's a certain aura and a certain appearance that that builds a description of who somebody is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, baggy stuff. I feel like baggy stuff is kind of played out which I don't go I don't go with a wave you know what I'm saying yeah. like I'm gonna wear what I wanna wear regardless but at the same time it comes to a certain extent where you gotta be like alright like <laughs> you can't be you can't wear you can't be a size 30 wearing a size 38 denim you know what I'm saying yeah. like why what's the what's the purpose I don't get it and it's they're sagging <laughs> to your knees yeah you balling shorts under it it just it's just tacky I think right I mean like, I ain't going to sit up here and act like I ain't do it back in the day. Yeah. We all been We, we, we all had it, you know. Exactly. So, but it's like, over time, like I said, without that growth and that experience and from other people innovating and not being afraid to go outside of the norm, we here where we are today, which is the fitted era. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just like anything else. Like, I feel like whatever, however you want to be perceived is how you should dress. I feel you. That, that's, you can't say it any better than that. I was in middle school. I found a picture when I was in middle school mm-hmm. where I had the khakis stuffed into the socks. <laughs> Bruh, 
I almost killed myself. <laughs> uh, I, I was just like, I was like, what the hell was I thinking? I definitely did that in sixth grade. I promise you. God. I remember. Matter oh of fact, God. I can tell you a story right now. I remember being at Rawson Road Middle School. Anybody that lives in Rocky will know what Rawson Road is. And I was walking down the hallway. I had on a navy blue collar shirt, white collar shirt under it. I mean, not white collar, white t-shirt under it. Khakis and some, like, it was these forces. They were called Ethiopian forces. They were like some, I ain't gonna say limited edition. They were pretty exclusive, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And they were navy blue. And I remember having my pants tucked down in my socks. And I'm just walking down the highway. And these is three girls. I ain't going to put out no names. Because I still know who they are to this day. <laughs> <laughs> you don't forget stuff like that. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I knew they were playing. But like, like this stuff really attracted them. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> what is going on? And I mean, I was the person doing it at the time. So I didn't think much of it. I'm like, I look fresh. I'm just as cool as anybody else. You know what I'm saying? But. When I go back and look, I'm like, boy, like, what were you thinking? I mean, I still do that to this day, though. Like, some of the stuff I wear now, I look back on it and be like, we could have done it like a little better. But at the time, yeah, <laughs> then, you know, it, it was working. Right, right. I, you know, that's what we got to think about. You know, you, you evolve. Definitely. <laughs> I, def- yeah. I definitely don't put my pants in my socks anymore. Nah. Yeah, we, 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 we cool on that. We're going to talk about uh, appearance on women. All right. All right, so when you see a woman, what are some things that you see fashion-wise that are a no-no in your head? No, no, um, in fashion, skinny jeans with flip flops. I mean, oh I Jesus! Think, I think oh. everybody. I think everybody knows that one. Oh, uh, and so many people do it. Yeah, because I mean, like I said, people don't understand. Like, you need to dress how you want to be perceived. <laughs> if <laughs> if you dress like you don't care, we're gonna know. Oh, I know. You, we're gonna. I know. definitely know. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like, I don't know. That's just one of them. It's so many, man. Uh, Jordans with dresses i mean at the time like when it was hot and i ain't gonna lie to you the only place i really felt like it was hot was charlotte when i used to club and stuff back in the day in my say about ninth, 10th grade year it was hot then but at the same time it's like even then i looked at it kind of like all right well do you to each his own you know what i'm saying i don't really judge people based off what they wear but just to give it a general census and for everybody that doesn't know Dress how you want to be perceived. That's right. <laughs> For real, man. So, you have a girlfriend, great. Right. So, uh, I assume she has a sense of style that you like. <laughs> right? So, so, how'd y'all meet? How'd that come about? Some background. Uh, It's funny because before we began talking and getting to know each other, we had mutual friends. Like, I okay. knew one of her best friends or whatever. And me and her friend, we were cool. Like, we weren't close or anything like that. But we were cool and whatnot. And... I actually happened to have a girlfriend one day when we seen them in the mall. It was the girl, it was one of our mutual friends and my girlfriend now, but I had a girlfriend when we seen them in the mall that day. And the funny thing is, I really don't know how long. I know it was months. I'm not sure if it was a year completely, but what happened was like the same girl that I seen with the mutual friend that we had, like the girl, the girl, the girlfriend that I have now, I seen her plenty of times. I mean, prior to this one, like we used to run track. She ran track for Nation Ford. I ran track for Northwestern. So we knew of each other, but we never knew each other. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So it was like when I went to school my freshman year, I had went to Limestone, and um, I was on Instagram one day, <laughs> and I think it was a to be honest post, matter of fact, and 
either she liked it or I liked hers. Because we had been conversating in the comments prior to that anyway, talking about track. And it was either she liked hers or, I, or she liked mine, like I was saying. And she messaged me. Or no, I actually was like, in the comments, I was like, well, we don't have to stop talking or whatever. You can text me. And so went to the inbox. I mean, actually, the conversation stopped. And then the next time, I liked one of her posts, went to the inbox. And then we started conversing again. And I was like, well, I think you're really cute or whatever. You, you know how you start spending some game. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, I was being for real. And I was like, I think you're really pretty or whatever. And I would like to take you out whenever I come back home. So she gave me her number. And we started getting to know each other or whatever. And I came home one weekend because I was coming home from school like it was nothing. But I came home one weekend and I took her out. It was one of my favorite restaurants in like downtown Charlotte. I ain't going to put it out because it's a private spot for me. Private spot? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask him off at the air. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I love sushi. So we went and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to take her there because she told me she had liked it anyway. But after that one date, I promise you, we, there was not a weekend that went by after that one date that we did not spend together. To this yeah, day? To this day. Man, that's yeah, crazy. See, too crazy. I mean, like. So you I actually could, want to do, want to. Yeah, like I wanted to. Like, it would, I would come home every weekend from school just to see her and spend time with her. Like, it was crazy. Cause, I mean, did she ever I, come up there? Nah. Nah. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk I would, about that later too. I'd rather, I'd rather come back home, man. School was so boring. <laughs> Please don't. For real. Please don't come up here. <laughs> For real. Like, and it was crazy because I'm like, man, I had, I didn't want a girlfriend at the time. Like, I really didn't because I had just got out of a relationship some months before. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Actually, I think it was about a year before, close to a year anyway. But, I'm not doing that again. But it was like the connection and the chemistry between us was just so genuine and real. It was like, all right, it's either I take this chance or I let it go. Because, you know, 98% of people fake it. Yeah. And they can get married and be together for a long time. Yeah. And still faking. <laughs> exactly. You know, and they never really experienced anything genuine before. And that scares me so much. Really? I, I, it scares me because I feel like, you know, my, the relationships I've, I've had, and I the relationships I have now, I'm not I'm not in a full fledged you know relationship now, long term. Right. right. But you know the people that I've, you know, I'm dating, whatever. It's just like with none of them, it feels like I'm actually, you know, in it and committed to them right. by any stretch of the imagination. Right. It's just kind of like okay, you know, we cool, the vibe is decent, right. you know, but it's like nothing real. So when I hear you talk so passionately about it, it's right. just like. I don't, I don't have that, you know, right. so maybe it's time for me to just scrap the shit I got. <laughs> because I'm, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I definitely feel you. I mean, to be, like, to be completely honest, it was more so like, okay, the type of guy that I am, I mean, I'm very picky. Always been picky. That's this really the realest relationship I've ever been in. To me, I consider this to be the realest relationship or actually my first real relationship where I've wanted to be solely committed in. So this is a real relationship. Right. Instead of me just being in it, because I felt like, all right, or I felt sorry for the girl, you know what I'm saying? Which, that's kind of, it sounds kind of bad, but it's the truth, you know what I'm saying? You have to be completely honest. <laughs> right. It's a real so, nigga podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, like I said, and 
when I came home that same weekend, like I had met her parents or whatever, and they instantly liked me. And I mean, it was kind of it was it was crazy because, and I not to say too much, but I know they didn't. I could tell they didn't like previous. You know what I'm saying? Previous dudes before, but the way that we connected also it was really cool and it was really genuine. Like they really down to earth people. So, so you saying across the board, you found a, a situation that works for you? Definitely works and, for me, and that's very important. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, like when I say this girl is for me, like I can honestly sit here and be like, I know if we stay on track and we stay as planned, and we grow up to get married, I'm gonna put in a Maybach. Damn. Most, most definitely. Damn, most that's a real shit. <laughs> most <laughs> most deaf, like I'm definitely putting her in a Maybach, and if she don't want that, she can get the four fifty eight. That's what you need, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you need, bro. <laughs> Word, bro. So, uh, I'm gonna talk about racism in the fashion industry. All right. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, Kanye has been very vocal about you know mm-hmm. billionaires run the world, run the fashion industry. You know, they have their own factories and blah blah, blah right? And they want to seclude black people into having an urban fashion line mm-hmm. and limiting them and marginalizing them so that way they won't be seen as these high-end fashion designers. Right. How do you feel about that, Knowing, growing that you, you're up and coming in this industry? Well, I feel like, honestly, it's all about approach. I mean, because as I was growing up, I ain't going to say I dealt with racism, but I know people that don't necessarily, are they're not necessarily the biggest fans of African Americans or black people, mm-hmm. but they so they love me. You know what I'm saying? Like, invite me into their home. I eat with their family, stuff like that. So to me, it's all about being myself. Like, if I can meet somebody that feels that we should be marginalized as people, or that we should just have urban lines and so on and so on, I feel like if I had the chance or the opportunity to talk to them long enough, that I can actually break the barrier down or change their mm. perspective on it. There you go. In in my per, my own personal history, I've been able to talk to certain people that have this just I don't know like this. I ain't gonna say messed up, but their perspective on things is not as broad as it should be. And I've been the person that actually talked to them and broadened it up for them, or at least helped them understand where some people are coming from. And I mean, a lot of people don't like to take the opportunity to actually express or explain themselves to others because they feel, they don't feel like they owe them that, which we don't. Nobody owes anyone anything. But at the same time, how do you expect our society, our society to evolve without taking those different opportunities and actually talking to other people of different ethnicities or races? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like breaking the barriers down. Like, that's just something I like doing. I enjoy doing. So. That's real, bro. That's real, bro. So, would you like to be have, like, your clothes, like, into like fashion shows and stuff like that are you gonna you know throw those type of events most definitely um we actually had a fashion show planned what was it it was supposed to be august but i delayed it because i didn't feel like the content was moving or getting put out as fast as i wanted so i delayed it off but hopefully i mean we might have one by the end of this year sometime around christmas or new year's or whatever but if not most definitely next year i feel you man so what do you what do you see yourself in the next few years as far as when you want to take this? In the next few years? You no know, website or more shows or bigger audience. I'm actually working on the website right now, too. Okay. I just haven't put the link out for everyone. See, I didn't even know that. See, 
that's a part of my personal perfectionist. Like, I, I'm a perfectionist, so I like to have stuff actually ready and for people to enjoy the experience. You know what I'm right. saying? Rather than me just throwing it out there. Yeah, throwing it out there. Like, oh, it's coming soon. Right. It never come. Right. <laughs> right. And that's why it took me so long to actually launch the first line in the first place. Because it was, it was a lot I had to learn before. Because I was, I was really just saying, like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, and which I was planning on doing it, but it was like I didn't have the knowledge that I needed to to go through and do what I needed to do. So this year it was all about more work and less learning opposed to last year. So what's the so when's the next design drop? Next design. I saw I saw a post on uh, Twitter right. about it. Next. Well, it's supposed to be this May. It's probably going to be like within the middle of the month because, okay. I mean, I've done my half, obviously. You know, I put the design out and everything like my half's done. It's really just the manufacturing's job right now gotcha. to get things done. So once we get all of that squared away, I mean, I'll definitely have it out. And to give everyone a heads up, I would advise saving your money, most definitely, because it's not going to be something you want to miss. If you see someone else with it, I'm not going to say I can guarantee you're going to want it, but I have an eye for certain things, and for the stuff I feel like appeals classy or at least looks nice and i can definitely tell you this is one of my favorite shirts up to date so i got you well you know i'll definitely get one so <laughs> yeah so I, you know i'll probably be one of the first one to get them ticks so um or, you know the rest of y'all y'all can wait <laughs> you know I, might, I might make it available for pre-order i'm gonna see though i don't know yet there you go see i'm getting y'all exclusives he coming up with ideas on the spot i should have just left it out you know <laughs> i should have just, just left it out <laughs> I got you, man. So you can give everybody, you know, your social media platforms, like where they can reach, see you, reach out to you. If they have any questions, want to see, you know, designs, anything. Um, if you want to see any designs, go on Twitter and it's at Bonjour Sea World, B O N J O U R C World. Um, you can also follow my personal page, which is Original Carter underscore. It's been the same since I started Twitter, so you'll definitely find that one. Yeah, for <laughs> um, real, man. Instagram. At Bonjour Carter World, B O N J O U R C A R T E R W O R L D. Bonjour Carter World. Damn, see, this guy's, you know, into fashion. He got a girl and he can spell. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga. I'm, gl I'm glad I, to have you, man. Same. Appreciate same, it, man. I definitely appreciate you having me. And thank you for allowing me to come through and talk to everyone, man. That's word, man. That's word.